Are you ready to make 2017 the year you transform your life? You can wait for something to happen or you're actually going to decide to go, go home after this weekend to do something about that. We all know that we have a very, very limited amount of time on this earth. So let's not have repeated years. Live your own life. Make the choice, make the decision for your own life. Fear is where you develop courage. There's a moment going, holy crap, all right, I'm gonna do this now. The wellness breakthrough is coming. And so you actually have that choice every single morning, every single day, every single moment to decide whether you're gonna live it to the fullest or not. Join myself, Marcus Pierce, and the wellness guys, Damien Christoph, Lawrence Tam, and Brett Hill for two nights and three days of transformation at the country place. 10 acres of breathtaking rainforest in the Dandenong Ranges of Victoria, February 17 to 19. It's each and every single one of you are gonna support each other in your journey, whatever that journey is. Couples discounts available, limited spots remaining for all information and to watch the spine chilling video, go to thewellnessbreakthrough.com. This episode of 100 Not Out proudly brought to you by the 2017 Greek Island Longevity Retreat to Ikaria, the island where people forget to die. To find out more and to join Damien, myself and an intimate group of 100 Not Outers, go to www.100notout.com. That's 100notout.com. Registrations close in January, so be quick. TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Hello and welcome to 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. My name is Marcus Pierce, and here I am with the co-founder of The Wellness Couch and The Wellness Guys. He will be a gym junkie for his entire life. Here's the great Damien Christoph. <laughs> I hope I am. Well, I hope I'm as fit as someone that goes to the gym. Tell you what. Because I tell you, yeah. You are as fit as a fiddle. But our guest on 100 Night Out today, 92 years of age, up in Hornsby, New South Wales, mm. goes to the gym three or four days a week, mm. uh, eight children, uh, more than a dozen uh, grandchildren and great, over 20 grandchildren and great-grandchildren. We speak of an incredible woman. We are very privileged to welcome to 100 Not Out today, all the way up in Hornsby, New South Wales, Betty Green, welcome to 100 Not Out. Good morning, Marcus, and how are you? We're going well, Betty, and it's a real privilege to have you on the program. We've learned so much about you through social media. We were just telling you before we started recording that you're famous on social media. You've had the morning TV shows put posts and images up of what you're doing in the gym each week. Your lifestyle is inspiring more people than you may know. We want to know here on 100 Night Out, what is inspiring you to keep on moving as much as you do, lifting kettlebells and doing weights and keeping moving at the ripe young age of 92? Well, I think that if you don't, if you don't keep moving, you know, what's the alternative? And, and, and I think positive thinking, I think, what, don't worry about things that, might happen because quite often it never does happen 
you know what I mean? And I've been, I've been going to the gym. It was through my daughters that I actually started because about about six or seven years ago, and uh, they said, "Oh, Mum, you've got to come to the gym." So I went. I had been to another gym before, but it was a mixed gym with men and women. And uh, you know, I started to feel a little bit embarrassed because walking into the gym and there's all these young men and young women there, and there's this old lady walking in. <laughs> so I changed to an all a women's gym with Fernwood at Hornsby, and um, I got myself a personal trainer, and because uh, I didn't want to do anything that was going to uh, harm my health, and uh, so that's where I've been going. Yeah. So uh, that's what's inspired me to go is to to keep fit and and exercise is so so in um, so important. But apart from the exercise, it's the social side of it. It's you know you're meeting people, and as you get older, you tend to if you don't do exercise and get out, you you can sit at home and just vegetate. But you get out and you meet people. It keeps you bright and happy, but um, I mean, if you if you start, well, it's hard to say. You just got to have faith in yourself and time. I think I said it before. If you, it's only an excuse if people say they haven't got time or they've got a squeak in their knee or their elbow. No, I can't do that because I take too many pills. <laughs> you can overcome all that. Oh, it's only true. It's, it's so true, in your mind. I, we uh, we get the opportunity, we have a, a great pleasure of um, interviewing lots of people who are aging well. And, uh, and in the early days of this podcast, of this radio show, we used to think, well, I certainly thought that aging was something to be feared. And a lot of people still do fear aging and, uh, and are reluctant to kind of get out and about and, and mix. Um, but overwhelmingly, many people who, have, who are aging well suggest that one of the best ways to stay young is to hang around with young people. And, uh, and, and it appears that you're doing that. You've got yourself a young personal trainer, it looks like. She looks like she's quite young. Yes, she is. Yes, she is. Emily. Um, Emily at Fernwood. She's the most understanding uh, person I've ever known. She realises that I'm no spring chicken. And um, she, she controls what weights I have. She could, I started off, um, I think, lifting about... Um, Oh, I had about two or three kilos, and I said, "Well, that's a little bit light." So I've gone up and up and up, and I, well, I have I have lifted twenty, but I don't do twenty kilos very often. I can tell you that, to be honest. But um, I always go around ten to fifteen kilos, and then I do cardio. And uh, but I think it is important when you start with exercise, you do need somebody to just guide you as to what you should be doing and uh, your heart rate they take your heart rate make sure that you don't overdo it but um that's all really you know just keep moving i think if you don't use it you lose it don't you absolutely but betty with you've got eight children uh, multiple grandchildren and great-grandchildren we'd love yeah. to know what impact has this um example that you've set for your own life had on those around you particularly your children and your and your grandchildren oh well they they often say i'm a legend <laughs> <laughs> but um oh well i think they're i think they're quite i mean it sounds funny but uh, 
oh, oh I think they're proud of me the fact that I that I get out and do what I do and you know when you've you've got to be active to keep up with your grandkids these days but the only thing is that where I am a little bit dragging the chain is with all the buttons on the the, the mobile phones, the computers and the television and, <laughs> and I'll say, oh, I can't do this. And my seven-year-old grandson in Melbourne, he'll come, oh, grandma, now he calls me Gigi because I'm grandma to my grandchildren and Gigi to my great-grandchildren. Yeah. And he'll say, oh, Gigi, he said, you just press this button and, you know, everything comes up. <laughs> but that's the, only, that's the only thing. I'm a little bit far beyond with all the pressing buttons. There's, uh, there's been a lot of technological changes uh, in your day, you know, throughout, you know, from when people were, I think you, you took photos of the, um, of the construction of the Harbour Bridge, is that correct? I did. Yeah, and then, you know, oh. which, which is amazing because for us, that, you know, 40 yeah. years and, and, and much younger, you know, to think that the Harbour yeah, Bridge well, was, was only built um, in your I time. I think I was about, I think I was eight, I think I was... 1932 the bridge was opened I think I was about 8 then and I can remember I can remember vaguely the, the bridge that was just had a gap you know a gap in between where they were going to Jungwin. Yes. and I often used to think to myself how 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 are we going to get that to meet <laughs> it was like playing with your pack of cards you know you wondered whether your, your last card on the top was going to bundle it all down into a heap but um, oh no, um, and I can remember going over the harbour, over the harbour in a punt. You know, I used to go over from one side of the harbour to the other. You drive your car. My uncle used to drive the car over the water, over the over the uh, over into the punt, and then um, we'd, we'd land on the other side. But it's amazing when you think of changes. But um, I've been able to keep up with it fairly well. I mean, I don't scoot around quite as fast as I used to but I'm, I love young people I'm, I'm not uh, uh, you know, I'm not afraid to have a try at anything without within reason yeah that's great but, Betty uh, I'm fascinated to know you, you you'll have older friends and uh, and siblings I'm sure uh, that you mix with and you catch up with and you see how do they take to you going to the gym as frequently as what you do oh they, they have a I always try and recruit them to come to the gym with me. I have, I've been successful sometimes, but as I said earlier, some people say no, I can't, I can't do that because, yeah, I'm too old or take, you know, I've got a pain here and an ache there. But, but you don't have to, you don't have to really go to a, if you don't want to go to the gym, uh, all right. But you can do exercises at home. You can, you can get your your tins of things out of the pantry and. You can hold them up and, and do some arm exercises. You can sit on a table and put some weights on your legs. And uh, you can, there's no excuse. There's definitely no excuse that you can't exercise. It's a great to hear you say, Betty, that there's no excuse. We've just been running an event recently, Damien and myself, and the big key point was that it just takes a decision mm. to do something, mm. whether it's movement, whether it's socialising, whether it's deciding to improve your diet, whatever it is. It all starts off with a decision, and quite clearly, you have made that decision. What we love to know, Betty, for all of our living legends that we interview on 100 Not Out is, what does the daily diet of Betty uh, Green look like? What do you eat on a day-to-day -day basis? Uh, because people love to know 
um, what people like yourself are putting into their bodies each day. What would you have for breakfast, lunch, and dinner um, on a typical day? Ben? Well, I, I I usually go for, for cereal in the morning. Yep. And uh, yeah, I usually have cereal and, uh, and some fruit with it. Uh, I try and avoid too much bread and sugar. And uh, then for my lunch, I usually have a salad with some protein. Um, then I, I, I might go off the rails a bit of an afternoon if somebody pops in and has a piece of cake. <laughs> We've all <laughs> got to do something wrong in our day, haven't That's we? Right. <laughs> but um, and then for dinner at night, I usually have my my usually you know the old-fashioned meat and three veg sort of thing. But I have a stir fries. And I, I eat healthily, but I don't. I think I eat in moderation. Yeah, it this like is it. important. This is important too. I, I think that you 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 shouldn't over shouldn't overeat. Yeah, know. I agree. There's a lot of people yeah. at the moment, particularly in the younger generation, that think that if they have a green smoothie, a kale smoothie, some um, some chia pudding, uh, everything's got to be you know kind of superfood based that they're going to live forever and ever and ever. But we're identifying, and we have identified this over the last four years that we've been doing this particular radio show for that uh, that doesn't seem to be the case. Have you ever had a green smoothie before or a kale a kale green juice before? Have you ever done that? A what? <laughs> I love it. This is great, Betty. A because what? A what <laughs> exactly? <laughs> so many people think that the answer to longevity is in a green smoothie or a green juice. And here we have 92-year-old Betty. Yes. That's... I think by the sound of a green smoothie, yeah. <laughs> she sounds <laughs> like a kill you. <laughs> you'd no, rather, you'd rather no keep... as a matter of fact, I'd... I do put some, uh, I do put some fruit and kale, and um, uh, in the in, in bullet, yes. and whiz it around, and, and have that sometimes at morning tea time. I feel a bit peckish, yes. but um, yeah. Well, that's another thing with kale. I mean, I can I can remember when kale used to line the line the shelves of the greengrocer's shop, and they used to have all their vegetables like, uh, displayed onto the the bids with kale and now it's one of the one of the superfoods so they say <laughs> oh so kale was more like it like something that made it look pretty well yeah <laughs> like they put leaves and things like that to do decorate it now but they will they well <laughs> but anyway those those sort of things it's nice to eat but you've got to chop it up pretty much otherwise you you're left with it half in your mouth and <laughs> not not digesting properly, but um, oh no! <laughs> You're a great so, example, Betty. I think what, uh, particularly on your on on the on what you eat and and the way you eat it, is that we often talk about on 100 Not Out that um, when people actually have a have a really good diet, they actually get a great quality of life as they get older. And those that we've interviewed that maybe don't have the best diet, they might have um, quantity of life, but not always quality there. Their vision might well, not be right. so great. Um, they might not have the strength in their muscles. Some of their organs might not be functioning. They may have had heart surgery or the rest. It sounds to that's us right. like you're living the life that people are living when they're in their 30s and 40s, you know, going to the gym three or four times a week, catching up with friends, having the health and energy and vigor to spend time with family, um, with friends and the rest. Um, you also, you're not, you're not just um, into the gym as well. Though. From what I can tell, you also like to play tennis and and go swimming as well. So would you be kind enough to share on a typical week 
uh, I suppose your routine of you know when you go to the gym and when you play tennis and when you go for a swim and those types of things just because a lot of people are so uh, I suppose limited in their thinking on how they can move regularly um, how do you I suppose schedule your week of movement Betty <coughs> well I, I usually every week pretty as far as the gym goes it's usually uh, pretty right I try to be Monday Wednesdays Fridays <coughs> excuse me um, Monday Wednesday Friday but that can vary because being a member of the gym I can go at any time and it's a 24-hour gym now and um, so I can I can plan my day around my gym I go to a water aerobics um, two mornings a week um, other than that I go to craft uh, you know we do a lot of um, volunteer work for the knitting little jumpers and berets and all those sort of things for the African orphans mm. um, I don't really I, I usually try and make a goal for each day because I've got my housework to do um, I've got to say well this morning I've got to do this and I do endeavour to complete the goal that I make that's and I think that's important because sometimes you know you can sort of put it off you think oh I'll, I'll do it later but um, I don't I don't do that I, I, that's that's what my week is really is gym and craft and water aerobics uh, I've got wonderful neighbours if my curtains don't move every day there's a neighbour says I haven't seen Betty's curtains move this morning <laughs> so uh, yeah they I've got wonderful neighbours and uh, and friends, all ages. Uh, no, I, I lead a, I live a really happy life. Yeah, I yeah. just recently lost a daughter a few weeks ago with ovarian cancer, oh. and uh, that is one of my big things now is raising funds for ovarian cancer, and uh, that's what what I'd like people to do if they can is to. Uh, put some donations towards that because it's an insidious cancer and uh, there's no way that they can find the re the cause of it, the start of it. We want to find out that. But uh, that's my life, my family. But, you know, <laughs> what, what more could I say? No. But I've, I've quite... Um, I enjoy my days. I don't mind if it rains or sunshines and just carry on put my umbrella up and put my raincoat on and on that doesn't make an excuse to stay home either <laughs> oh, that's great betty i'm yeah. sorry to hear of your loss of your daughter that's terrible we'll, we'll put a link in now what we call our show notes so that people can actually link to um uh, you know the charity for um, ovarian research ovarian cancer research so we'll do that for you that's uh, that'll be our pleasure to do that i would love you to promote that um um, yeah, yeah, we'll definitely do that. We'll definitely do that. It's a terrible thing. Um, Betty, there's a lot of people that would have come and gone in your life. Um, and, and as you get older and older, more of your friends kind of drop off the perch. I've got uh, a number of patients that continue to see me on a weekly or fortnightly basis that are aging very well. You know, for them, exercise is very important. Um, community is very important. Uh, spending time outside of the house is very important. Uh, maintaining engagement is very important. Are there any extra pearls of wisdom that you, you know, could potentially share with our listeners as to 
Anything in particular? Is, is there any one thing that you would recommend that everybody should do in order to maintain their health and well-being to live to a ripe young age, a ripe old age? Well, <clears throat> I've, I've got a... Uh, thinking about it, I, I think if you live like uh, do unto others as you would have them do unto you... Kindness. I think, I think that's as, as good as anything. Um, help to help people then um you're walking along the shopping centers and i've experienced where there's people elderly people I, I smile when i say that but um you know there's one incident recently was a, a woman was having difficulty with a, a trolley and she had a walking stick in in the trolley and she could hardly walk pushing this broken sort of a trolley and she was she was coming towards me and i I said, do you want some help? So and she wouldn't have been quite as old as me, but she had this, um, you know, difficulty. And uh, so she said, oh, I would love some help. So I took her off to a, to a car, unpacked a car, and got her in, back into the car, and she was... That, but I thought to myself, was all those people that she passed in that supermarket, yeah. nobody offered to help her. Yeah. But if... if I'd, and it's like it's like drivers, Marcus. They they drive and they're not thinking of the other people on the road. You know, they block. I have a T end section where I drive, and I want to try and turn right. Now the cars coming down the hill can see that I want to get out, and the the lights are red up the top, so they could stop and let me out. But no, no, they. They're oblivious to the fact that there's other people there wanting help. You know, oh, they're, I don't, they're terrible drivers I, in New South Wales, I reckon. You know, there's, there's a lot of things, but I, I think just help others, I think, and, well, be, be Christian. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. You know I'm, I'm, I'm not a holy Joe or anything like that, but I do think that, um, you know, you, you need to consider others. Yeah, it's, it, it's very important. There's um, there's a beautiful friend of ours. Her name is Vicky Kelly, and she wrote. She does a lot on what's called mindfulness, um, and being very present. A lot of people have become, um, I suppose, unmindful. They're disengaged. They're on their phone all the time, or they're trying to do too many things, and so they're not necessarily focused on on one thing, which means yeah. that they forget to be kind. And uh, she that's says right. that this decade will be the survival of the kindest, and uh, and we yeah, think and we think that's what you're saying. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Betty, I'd like to ask you one question to finish off on, and I know you, you mentioned it um, earlier, but I think it's really, uh, I think people can be inspired just by the tone of your voice. I mean, you lost a child just weeks ago, and you sound bright as a button. Now, I've had three conversations with you, and every time I've spoken to you, you sound exactly the same. I have no doubt that there's sorrow in your heart, but the way that you uh, are dealing or grieving for the loss of your daughter, um, for me, it's inspiring. I'd love for you to share, having lived almost three times longer than I have, um, how have you learned to deal with loss in the way that you do? Well, I have my family and my friends. Mm -hmm. And the support and comfort that I've had from those people, they have inspired me. Actually speaking, Marcus, I've, I've lost two daughters with cancer. Oh, and... Wow. I've actually lost three of my children with, uh, you know, two with cancer and then one was an accident. But 
the three of my eight children I've lost and it's only because the strength of my family and friends um, I can get a bit of a lump in my throat when I start to talk about it of but um, I've got plenty of faith in all my, my people and my, my lifestyle is I, I consider others and when people say I don't know how you face it I said I just sort of think to myself I've got all this support and then people are marvellous but um, and I think being busy busy life I don't I don't get around with a grouchy face you know I try and sort of you know I have my moments of course but um, what can I say Marcus <laughs> oh, it's an inspiration, Betty. Yeah, remarkable. Yeah, absolutely yeah. remarkable. And I think you've just taught you know every single one of our listeners just so much about life in you know in the twenty minutes that we've had together. And we can't thank you enough, Betty, for sharing so much of your wisdom, being so honest with us, and sharing really what has um, allowed you to live um, the life that you have lived. Thank you so much from the bottom of our hearts on behalf of all of thank our you listeners. Back. And um, I hope I hope. <laughs> I hope the wave, the, the the wavelengths haven't crumbled. No, no, absolutely. No, the beautiful thing is your your message gets to be shared right throughout the world. Not sure if you know, but we know we have listeners in America, in England, um, in New Zealand, even in Africa, in Asia, Canada, Canada. Um, so there are people all around the world, uh, Betty, that are going to be inspired by your message. And like we like to wish every single guest on One Hundred Not Out, Betty Green, may the rest of your life continue to be the best of your life. Yes, I hope so, and I wish everybody else out there just to to, to help others. That's that's the that's the the burning question I think is to consider others and respect everybody. And it's very important with people bringing up their families today. Teach them respect. I think respect is so important. Yeah, absolutely. Right. absolutely. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, thanks, Betty. Well, Damo, as I get a bit welly in the eyes listening to so much wisdom um, from someone like Betty, it's mm. um, it's uh, this is why we do what we do. This is why we record these podcasts and share these messages with the world because interviewing living legends is a profound experience and we really hope that you listen to this episode again multiple times, be inspired by the Betty Green story. You can find out more at thewellnesscouch.com. Uh, to find out more about Damien, go to damienchristoff.com. Myself, Marcus Pierce. Dot com dot au. Engage with us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash 100 not out. And until next time, folks, continue as always to make the rest of your life the best of your life. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.